Welcome to the Gay Man Going Deeper, a podcast series by the DMB where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. We are your hosts, Matt Lanzadale, is an intuitive life and spiritual coach and counselor specializing in healing and empowerment. We have Michael Delorio, and he is a life and wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. And I am Reno Johnston a life coach, business consultant, and the director of marketing for the Body Electric School. We each have our own coaching practice, but in this podcast, we're sharing all of our best stuff. And today, we're talking about aging. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be exploring questions like, what is, has been your relationship to aging? What do you like slash dislike about aging? Where do you imagine your ideas, beliefs about aging come from? We'll continue these discussions on the last Thursday of every month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout, where you'll have a chance to share your own experiences. This podcast and YouTube channel are listener and viewer supported. If you enjoy what we're creating, you can support us by making a donation to the show using the link in the show notes. You can also subscribe to Early Access option to the early access option on an apple podcast listen ad free gain early access to episodes Um, all your support helps us to continue making content for you and supporting our community we thank you in advance also if you're looking to accelerate your personal development journey check out our new coaching collection learn how to heal and empower yourself at your own pace by getting instant access 45 plus premium personal development coaching videos created by us, as well as our Healing Your Shame and Building Better Relationships courses. Head to gaymengoingdeeper.com for more info. Now we'll dive into the topic. With the way youthfulness and maturation and aging are portrayed in popular culture and media, the many plastic surgery and filler-clad folk plastered all over television, magazines, and advertisements, and filters designed to make you appear poreless, wrinkleless, and flawless, so to speak. It's no wonder our views of aging are skewed. No pun intended, the way we see ourselves is literally skewed, filtered to shit, if I may. <laughs> when I was in my early 20s, a gentleman had said to me, that when you turn 25 in the gay community, you're dead. I can remember choosing not to take that on and wondering why that was so. And I'm thrilled we get to discuss and explore this topic together and the answer to this question together today. So uh, we'll, we'll dive in with the first question, which is what is, has been your relationship to aging? And I suppose I'll start us off. So, um, I remember being young and to be honest, I couldn't wait to be older. I could not wait to be in my thirties, my forties, even my fifties, because what I observed around me were these like confident, sexy, um, stylish, wise, um, unabashed like shameless people you know and 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 they just they knew so much and they exuded so much um so much like confidence just the way they moved through the world was really inspiring to me and I constantly found myself wanting to be in um proximity to people who were older than me uh I I didn't I, I hung out with kids my age and I really had fun doing that but Oftentimes, if there was an opportunity to be in a room that adults were in, I would try to be in that room and I would often <laughs> shoot away as well. You know, you know too much for your own good. You're too young. Go play. I'm like, but I want to listen. Um, and and then as 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 time went on, um, that continued. I continued to want to be in the company of older people. But I would say the first time that that I was kind of, um, that was brought to question was um, 
when I was when I was in my early twenties. So I come out at nineteen, and there was this guy I was friends with, and he said to me, and to this day he is slightly jaded. I would say there's a vibe about him, um, love him, and also there's a sort of jadedness about him that I experience. And he said to me, um, enjoy it while you're young, because when you're twenty five, you're done. You know. Um, he said 25 in, in, in gay years is like uh, 50 in, in hetero years or something like that. I don't know, something absurd like that. And I just remember thinking, well, no, I don't agree with that. It just didn't, I was like, no, I'm not going to take that on. Um, and around that time, I had actually coincidentally been watching, like, I can remember Jane Fonda being interviewed, and I can remember reading this book by Raquel Welch called Beyond the Cleavage, and you know, seeing Goldie Hawn in interviews, like all these amazing women who, who had um, aged beautifully. And what, what I mean when I say that isn't so much their physical appearance, it's more um, like their, what they embodied and how they related to aging and the ways in which they embraced it. And I just found that to be so inspiring. And um, I had always found older men attractive. So for me, like I felt in, in a lot of ways, I felt less afraid of aging. Mm, I would say the only thing that I occasionally experienced fear um, around was whether or not I would be desirable as I continued to age, I think that was the big one, was will men still desire me um, once I'm of a certain age? And I'm still, I wouldn't say I've completely reconciled with that, but um, it's not a major concern for me, you know? And I'm, I, I like what I'm seeing as I'm maturing. Like, I like how I'm maturing. I like the way I look. I like the way um, I'm maturing internally in terms of how I see the world and how I think and how I navigate through the world. So I would say right now, for all intents and purposes, I'm, I'm enjoying aging. Um, and I feel blessed in that regard because had I taken on everything that was being like sort of, you know, flung at me, um, my gosh, I think I'd lose my mind, you know, so that's me. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about your answer to that question, um, Matt or Michael. I think it's hilarious, Reno, that you heard that gay death thing at 25. <laughs> yeah. Like that is the earliest that I've heard 30, I've heard 40, I've heard that. I mean, we've heard that, but 25, come the fuck on. Yeah, like you haven't even entered your prime right. at 25, yeah. like crazy. I'd say it's gay birth. Yeah, <laughs> not gay yeah. death. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely one of those you know common tropes in our community. This sense of gay death. And I'm so happy that you can you 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 made voice that you could just like not take yeah. that on like it's just a choice <laughs> i choose not to believe that like unsubscribe not going to believe mm -hmm. that one um so yeah my 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 relationship with aging um this is very relevant for me now like this year this is my 40th year and so i would say for the first 38 years of my life i didn't really think too too much about aging it was something my parents did it was something my grandparents did it was really not really a, a big part of my life I was just kind of focused on having fun being me and doing what I want to do but then I, th I think you know I think it was COVID as well um I was like okay well you know I'm approaching this 40 number and it started dawning on me like okay what do I want what kind of 40 year old gay man do I want to be do I want to be like you know the ones over here who are uh deathly afraid of aging and thinking it's gay death and you know clinging on to their youth very desperately or do I want to embrace it and say, this is who I am, take it or leave it or something in the middle, or, you know, what does that look like? You know, I still, I still love the scene. I still love to party. So that is very much authentically part of who I am. Um, and I don't want to give that up. I don't, I don't think I should. I think that that's who I am and that's what I want to be. So I think for me, it's really been lately defining that. So I don't have an answer for you, but what, what that is for me today. I will say this though. I will say that it's it's a fun process and it's it kind of goes back to that we did an episode called reinvention at the beginning of the year 
And I like to think of aging going through those same questions that we talked about in reinvention in the same way. Who do I want to become? What are my values? What do I want to live into? And like really intentionally focusing um, your future self into the now and saying, okay, am I taking the steps to become that man uh, that I want to be? And, and doing so, this is the trick, doing so without thinking should, who should I be? It's who do I want to be, uh, not who should I be? Um, so for me, some of those questions are, um, who do I want to be when I'm 50? What's 50-year-old Michael? What's 60-year-old Michael? What's 70-year-old Michael? What is my legacy? Um, without kids of my own, which I don't plan on having, what does my life look like? What the hell am I going to be doing with my life? My whole life, I've had a very strong sense of family, um, and that has tied into my concept of aging, which we'll get to later. But I'm going to be like the only one in my family who really doesn't have kids. So I'm like, I don't even know what, what do people do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm not going to be a dad, what am I going to do? So all these are the kinds of questions that I'm going through. Um, and I don't have the answers for them. I'm still figuring that shit out. And I think it's scary, but also fun in this at the same time. What I will say is this, when it comes to aging, when I stopped using sex to fuel my self-worth, my fear of aging and my worry about it, I would say melted away, but it certainly diminished significantly mm -hmm. because for a long time, I saw my viability in the gay community as a sexual object of desire, as my desirability, physically speaking. So of course, <laughs> our bodies aged, nothing around that. But once I started to kind of get my sense of validation, not solely from that external validation, but more from that internal, like we've talked about in previous episodes, um, once I started to develop that sense, then my fear of aging really started to, to reduce a little bit. Not to say that it's gone. It's definitely not. I certainly am very much clinging to the idea of my body the way it used to be uh, even five years ago, 10 years ago, right? And I know that in 10 years, I'll be looking at my 40-year-old body thinking the same thing. So I don't think that really goes away, but it's not as scary of a thing as mm -hmm. it used to be. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know if that's an answer to your question. I think I'm still going through it. So hopefully this episode will kind of inspire me as well. Mm. How about you, Matt? Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, okay, I want to say off the top because... Um... Oh, I, I, maybe I'll just talk about it, what's going on in my experience. I'm like kind of, you know, I, I see a lot of mature men in our community getting really agitated by younger men talking about the aging process. And I feel like in my experience right now, there's this like, I, I've internalized maybe some of that. So I want to just bring voice to this from like a more conscious perspective, because um, everybody's journey and where they're at on their journey is relative to them. So if you're a mature man and you're watching this and you're really triggered by, you know, three guys in their thirties, late thirties, you know, talking about aging, I want, I really want you to question that, like, um, we're at our own spot in the aging process. Right. And when we compare ourselves to other people, it's, um, it can lead us down a, a rabbit hole, but it's also, it can be really invalidating because I've, I've talked about this in some men's groups that I've had and I've been met with, oh, like that's nothing. You just wait until you get to my age or these types of things. And, and I get that. I totally get that, but it can be very invalidating to minimize somebody's experience of, about where they're at. So I have my own relationship to aging and it, so does, so, so do other people. So I want to just, just to say that off the top, because I know there's going to be probably a little bit of backlash of, you know, three guys in their late thirties talking about aging, like, who are we to talk about aging? But, you know, we're on the spectrum too. We're just at a different spot. Right. Um, so I wanted to say that, um, I'll second what you said, Michael, um, but it wasn't so much about sex. It was more so about my appearance and my and my body. Um, I did a lot of deep work around this. I've talked about this in several episodes about going to Asia and you know turning off the taps of external validation, not posting pictures. I stopped working out. That was my healing, me, me healing my relationship to what was getting in the way of me aging gracefully because I had a such a strong attachment to my body and my look. And I wasn't getting worthiness or value of who I was from inside me, from my character, my energy, these sorts of things. And then I was noticing that my relationship to aging was um, almost like injured or there was like some sort of um, hang up that I had. So 
that was a really important part of of my journey. And um, I'm not saying that I've that I've healed this because I do think aging is part of life. It's something we all face. It's we can't heal it because we're always meeting it. How can you he heal something that you have not met yet? Right. And I think when aging for me is like a grieving, you know, we're grieving the loss of everything that we once had. It could be our body. It could be memories. It could be um, relationships. Like as we age, things change. Right. So I think part of, you know, aging gracefully is being okay with change and making peace with change. Um, and and like you said, I love how you related it to reinventing yourself, because as we reinvent ourselves, we're constantly letting go of the old and bringing in the new. And, uh, and I think that's really beautiful. But where I still where I still struggle would be, um, and I noticed this on that same weekend that I went out um, for hockey, and I went to the this hockey party, and there was like every gay in Calgary was there. And, um, you know, I'm I'm 37 now. So like, there's a whole new flock of you know, 18 to 25, 25 to 30, like that, there's a whole new flock of people, I don't even know who they are. And um, a lot of these young guys are really buying into the ideologies that I bought into when I was younger, it's like, go to the gym seven days a week, you know, get ripped. And, you know, they all were perky. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I was like, just kind of like, internalizing this and I was like, Oh, like, is my ass still perky? <laughs> you know, and, and like, really, I, this old story came in and it was really interesting to watch this. And, um, and there was a bit of envy, I guess, would be probably the emotion I was experiencing. And, and for me, that envy made me compare. Well, it came out of comparison, right? So I do think that we can, the relationship we have with aging is going to be highly correlated with uh, how much we compare ourselves to other people. So um, I wanted to to bring voice to that. Um what else did I have here? Uh, okay, so then the, the the last part that I have is I've been noticing I'm I'm single right now, and there's a desire for me to be in a partnership, but I'm not quite ready for that yet. And I've been doing a lot of deep healing work in the last well few years, but more so in the last six months, it's been really heavy. And I haven't been ready for dating. And I've almost been kind of blocked from being able to date. I think the universe is protecting me. But um, I tell this story once in a while of like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm passing my prime and I'm going to meet my partner when I'm like not in my prime and he's not going to get to meet my body when it's in its prime. And there's this grief around this that, um, but what I'm noticing is that's the old me again, creeping in attachment to my body and like that my body is the thing that I always have to lead with, but I'm like, I'm learning how to like redirect that and like to focus on, um, all the aspects of who I am, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, if I look at what aging has taught me, it's taught me how to have intimacy, it's taught me how to show up and be vulnerable. It's taught me, um, like all the wisdom that I have came from the aging process. So that's now what I have to offer somebody. And I really do think that my most conscious partnership or partnerships, I don't even know what I want right now. So whatever I end up moving towards, um, they're going to get that. And they're also going to get my body. My body's amazing. You know what I mean? But I, I, I do put a lot of, um, I, when I do compare, I'm like, oh, my body's, I can, I can feel like my body's not good. But when I don't compare, I actually really love my body. And I think my body's amazing. So um, yeah, it's, this is a, a really tricky area. It's, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I work with a lot of mature um, gay males and, uh, this is a big one. It's a big one that I come up against in my coaching. And, um, it's, it requires like a deep connection to consciousness, right. To uh, the deeper part of who we are, right. Connecting with our emotional body, our energetic body, our etheric body, like all of these things, we need to connect with that. If we want to actually, um, reconcile our relationship with the negative sides of aging. <clears throat> so, but I'll talk more about that as we progress here thanks matt mm -hmm. um that yeah that was beautiful both of you and and i really appreciate the your acknowledgement of um i guess what i would call like the nuance of this conversation and this journey of aging mm -hmm. you know it really is that um so what do you like slash dislike about aging 
Um, I, I can I can start. Um, and and for those of you who are listening and who aren't watching on video, I'm wearing a toque right now, and I'm going to take this toque off. And there's this little spot on top of my head right here where the hair is particularly sparse. Yeah. I would say that, and, and like you can see my, my, my hairline, it's starting to recede here a little bit. Yeah. That's one of the things that I don't like about aging. There's another <laughs> one. There's, there's, so my neck right here, there's like these lines and like they, you know, they're starting to like deepen and, you know, and I'm sure they'll continue to do so. Like that, these are things that like, these are things that I struggle with, you know, when it comes to aging, it's like little things like that. My knees, um, they're still pretty strong. Like I can drop it low. You know, people are like, wow, your knees, but I can feel it. I'm like, well, they're not as spry as they once were, you know? Um, yeah. It's like, it's little things like that where I'm like, man, okay, this is happening. Like I'm getting older and, um, and, you know, and I, and I'm reflective on that. And so I would say, it's not that I don't like those things. It's that, their areas and points of challenge, of discomfort, of um, growth, even, you know, having to, I love that you said grief earlier, Matt, that, 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 you know, letting go of what was, it's like, there used to be hair here, and now mm -hmm. there's less, and soon there might be none, and oh my gosh, mm -hmm. um, what I, what I like about aging, though, oh my gosh, um, you know, I, to be honest, I feel like I'm going to toot my own horn and say, I feel like a fine wine. Like I just get, I just get better with time. You know, it's like, I feel wiser and I feel like I love myself more. And I feel like I move through the world with, with more sort of grace and authenticity and less shame. I, um, you know, I, I find that I impact the people around me in, in even more powerful ways as well, just through my being, you know, there's a, there's a wisdom there that I really love. And I've, I've become increasingly accepting of everything that's going on here, you know, and, and here is in, you know, within my space, but also like on earth in general, you know, increasingly there's an acceptance that I experience of what's happening here. And that, al that allows me to move through the world with more ease and grace. So my being has developed. And I think that's one of the things I really love. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then lastly, like, and there's probably more things I could say, but the experiences I've had, my gosh, like I get to look back on my life and it's like, wow, what a life I've lived. And I'm just warming up, you know, mm -hmm. so that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I was just thinking about something while you were both speaking, and this, this answers the question, I think, for me, too. The things that I dislike are all in the category of, like, the physical, like, yeah. as I identify with my physical body identity, right? But the things that I like are all the other things, the spiritual, the mental, psychological, emotional things like you talked about right now, you know, you said confidence, you said authenticity, you said the way you move, the gracefulness, all of these things are, are mental or emotional or spiritual, right? Um, so I, th I would say that would be, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, and that would be the same for me. So the dislikes, um, yeah, you know, the, my body does, does not, does not do the things it used to do uh, as well as quickly as uh, gracefully um you know lower energy recovery time um all that stuff so there's nothing new there but i think it's i'd rather talk about the things that i am enjoying about aging um and that i hope to continue enjoying um which is the confidence piece like mm -hmm. every year literally every year i'm like okay no, this is the most confident i've ever been <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one, like, no, 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 Michael. No, this is the most confident I've ever been. And it shows, it's not just saying that because it shows in the actions I take in the world. I am showing up more and more and louder and bigger every fucking year because I have something to say and I give less of a shit about upsetting the general they of the world. Yeah. And that to me is is really important. It's it's very much a 
something that I value for, for my own life, my, my contribution to the world, right? So that to me is one of the things I love. And I'm like, if, if I'm only 40, and I'm going to say only, you know, if I'm only 40, like what, what am I going to end up when I'm like 80? Am I going to be like some kind of, <laughs> I don't have no idea what I'm going to be like, but I imagine myself a very curmudgeonly old man <laughs> who has an opinion about everything. Um, but yeah, I, I like to say that the, the good things about getting older are, I used to be such a people pleaser and that each year just dies more and more it's still there of course but it, it dies more and more and um, that's nice also you know there's things like uh, financial stability that's always great I used to worry a lot more about money when I was young I don't worry about that anymore as much um, it's that genuine self-confidence and this coming into my own and I think something that's important to me is is contribution so Reno you had said the word impact which I really like part of what makes me tick and what motivates me is contributing and a sense of contribution to the world, specifically the gay community. It's what we're doing here with the podcast, what we're doing with the brotherhood, what I'm doing with my own company. Right. And so as I get older, I get clearer in that contribution. And then I'm a lot, I'm taking more actions towards that and getting less <clears throat> caught up in my mind. So those are some of the likes and dislikes. Of course, I don't love the way I have the extra weight around my gut and of course, I don't love that my butt used to be like super up here and tight and nice and bubbly. Now it's a bit, got a bit more flap to it. <laughs> Although some people like the flap, that's fine. <laughs> y'all can, y'all, y'all, you're welcome to my house. Um, but yeah, and like all those things are, are I think to be said, like to be expected, but I think it's okay to grieve it. Like, I don't feel bad that I look at my, you know, naked selfies from five years ago and be like, shit, I can count my abs, like how beautiful they were. And like the perfect little, you know, what they call them, cum gutters. Like, um, cum gutters. <laughs> those are so, they were so Otherwise beautiful. known as obliques. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry. I don't know the actual term. Uh, yeah, yes. that's hilarious. <laughs> my cum gutters. It's where the cum, oh, I you know. love that. But yeah, I miss that. And I think that's okay. I'm like, I'm allowed to miss that. Mm -hmm. Matt, Matt kind of gave me permission by saying it's grieving. And I like that. I'm like, I'm allowed to grieve for my, you know, 30 year old body or 20 year old body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start with what I don't like. So this whole notion of uh, deterioration, right? We're, we're always moving one step closer to death. And that obviously occurs through deterioration, our cells stop dividing as much and blah, 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 we stop producing as much hair, like all these things occur, our bone density decreases. So that kind of scares me a little bit or something. maybe it's, is it, is it fear? It's kind of like, uh, just the feeling of where it's like a pain in the ass, because it's like, um, I heal slower, that's probably my biggest frustration of aging, healing slower, um, the aches and pains. Um, I used to be able to go out and party and party all weekend, <laughs> drink, maybe do drugs. And uh, I'd be spry on Monday morning. And, and um, now I don't drink or do drugs. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know, there's, there's that element of it. But I think it's also there's a, a, a silver lining to that, too, because I, I now know my body and I rest, and I treat my body with a lot of respect. And, and I really do value my body as a temple now. So um, that's the one thing. And then, you know, it's all, oftentimes I'll transition into what I like about aging. And I, I think this will shock some people because I actually like wrinkles. I think um, wrinkles are a really interesting thing. And I do believe that wrinkles are almost like the map of our life. You know what I mean? Like they really, uh, they really embody a lot of energy, a lot of emotion. And when I work with people, um, you know, I, I, I have the ability to be able to track um, people's bodies and their facial expressions. And then I can feel the emotions that are in these parts of their body. It's like really fascinating. It's part of having the high empathy. And I can read almost like wrinkles. I can read people's wrinkles. It's like their experiences are, are lying in their wrinkles. And uh, it's really cool because whenever I see like a distinguished mature man and he smiles and like all the wrinkles are exactly as he would smile, it's like something, I don't know, it just, the my mirror neurons fire and I, 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 I smile when they smile. So wrinkles are just full of so much life in my opinion. And I think they're 
wrinkles are, are really interesting because I think I, I hold a very minority view on, on wrinkling and uh, people will chase Botox and fillers and all these things. And for me, that is such a disconnect when people do that because my mirror neurons don't fire because they're like their face is rigid and it's not moving. The muscles in their face are, are literally been Botox, which like uh, basically paralyzes the muscle, right? So the expression is gone and the life feels like it's gone out of, out of um, when I see that with people and I see a lot of women and they're all starting to look the same with this like really rigid face structure, you know, and it's just so odd for me to see this. <clears throat> so celebrate wrinkling it's beautiful you know what I mean like I'm getting crow's feet and um but it's my smiley eyes like that's what makes me me you know what I mean so I will not put any of that stuff in my body because I'm I want to naturally just kind of watch my skin and my face do what it does as I as I get older um and then the one of the bigger things uh I, I agree with you Michael on the confidence thing I think I'm still coming into my own like I've been a very late bloomer most of my life like most of my peers had pubic hair and armpit hair and facial hair and I didn't and you know I've always been a late bloomer uh, and I think I'm now coming into my own in a in a deeper way around confidence so this is something really special that I'm going through in my life right now um, but what I would say is wisdom like all of my life experiences like I have the depth of character uh, in who I am because of my life experiences and uh, the things that I've gone through. So I really value that. And I think that's probably one of my greatest assets is, is, uh, you know, I live and then I teach what I've lived. That's kind of what I've done my whole life for my career. And um, without those experiences, I would not be able to do what I do. And I would not be able to relate to people in the way that I do. So um, I think that's really powerful. Um, so it's like this idea of finding and uh, finding myself and then knowing myself. And right now I'm at a place in my life where I really feel like I know myself quite well. And um, the the one area that I'm really, really happy about right now in my life is the area of relationships. I've done a ton of work in this space. And this is where I had so many injuries in my life because of a lot of attachment trauma and fear around uh around relationships and I had I had a disorganized uh, attachment style my whole life basically and I've developed a lot of security around my attachment now and um, it just feels so good it feels so good to be able to relate to people and not be um, and to just stay in my own lane you know what I mean I'm doing that like tremendously right now like I'm I'm just relating with a lot of cool people like you know and, and it just I, I'm just I always come back home to me you know, and it feels really good. And, and I wouldn't be able to do, have, you know, said that right now, if it wasn't for aging. And, you know, my mind and my spirit aging along with my body as well. So, yeah. Can I just so, a quick story? Yeah, please. Based on what Matt just said. So I was, mm. uh, I was out at, um, where was I? I was out somewhere in Toronto. And someone came up to me and said, oh, you're, you're Michael from Gay Men Going Deeper. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I watch, I watch your videos on YouTube. You guys do great. Blah, blah blah, and it, we were drinking, and he said very concisely, "You look a lot older than I thought." <laughs> in a in a nice way, I'm like, "Oh, I'm like," but he said it in a nice way, so I'm like, "That sounds like a compliment." He's like, "Yes, you're much more beautiful," and I'm like, "Oh," he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "You know, you got some like Matt was saying, you got those some, some wrinkles," and I just I didn't I never saw those on when I watched the videos, but you you you're you're more beautiful you have a beautiful energy Aww. and I thought well isn't that just it um like how nice that that was that he could say that and I mean I'm I thanked him for his honesty but at first I was like oh like that that sounds like a bad thing but then to say that it's the energy which I love I think I've said that before that I love that compliment of like you have a beautiful energy that to me means more than you have a pretty face or a nice body yeah. um but I think that maybe he was kind of picking up on what you were saying Matt about how you know, the life experience someone has kind of sticks with them in their aura or in their energy. And that really does have an impact mm -hmm. on how people perceive you. So yes, people, I do have wrinkles. Maybe you can't <laughs> see it because of, of Zoom, but they're there. Yeah. Well, if I may, like, I don't, you know, I, I with regard to the, the Botox and filler topic, right? It's like, um, I don't want to assume anything, but my, my sense is that it's, it's not about like, it's not about judgment or shame around, you know, what, like what we choose to do with our bodies or how we choose to navigate the aging process. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's what makes sense for you. 
and 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 I and and also as we've discussed in previous podcasts, I think there's there's something to this whole um, notion of awareness and and really reflecting on like why we do the things we do. You know, why does it occur to us to get fillers? Why does it not? You know, and 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 things like that. What and ultimately that initial question. You know, what is what is your relationship to aging, right? And, how, and like, how would you like it to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, where um, where do you imagine your ideas and your beliefs about aging come from? And I'm actually going to shoot this question straight to you, Matt. Straight to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, well, it's interesting when you you were like. I had this visual when you were just talking and it was like, we're going this direction. This is aging. And then when we start to do all these things, we see ourselves aging in the mirror and we get that reflection. We start to try and go backwards, right? We chase youth. And that is, that's a dissonance. That's an inner conflict that we have because you can't, you can't actually fight that process. You can try and eventually it'll just get to the point where you'll have to just surrender. And I think that was why I did this work on myself or detaching from obsession with my body and using it as my primary source of values. Cause I didn't want to get to the point where that currency <laughs> is completely gone. And I'm left in having to deal with all that unworthiness, right? Like I, I wanted to do that work. So now I don't use that as my source. Um, but I still have what I perceive as, um, usefulness right but yeah we're really you know what i'm thinking here is like we're, there's there's two ways to view this you have like that egoic kind of mind-centered approach to viewing that which is going to always look at it like um through a, like a scarcity mindset like i only have enough youth right? And we have to like try and preserve it or we have to bring it back or whatever. And then we have this soul centered energy, which is like, it, it, I, I almost kind of my soul like feels like it's laughing right now at the, at the futility of the ego. And like, like, oh my God, we have so many past lives. We have so many lives ahead of us. We have all this infinite, beautiful energy. The soul is just like, yeah, like it's like a, it's, it's humorous to the soul because the soul's like, you don't even know nothing, <laughs> right? Like on, on how, um, how magical this life can be if you just let go of over identifying with the stories that you've told about X, Y, and Z, right? And that's really the work that I'm doing. That's why I'm a spiritual warrior, <laughs> right? Because I want more attachment to what actually matters um, in, in life for me, right? For me, I, I speak very, very specifically for me, because I don't want to live a life where I'm obsessed with youth, or I'm chasing trends, or I'm getting plastic surgeries. I don't want that. I want to be content and happy with me. I want to be happy in my skin. And, and, and I get to define what that is for me. And if and, and there is no shame at all, or judgment to people that do that and get plastic surgeries or Botox is because I'm a firm believer that we are all on a path towards happiness. And whatever brings you happiness I think go for it. You know what I mean? Whatever makes you feel good, go for it. But for me, that would not make me feel good. Um, it would reinforce the ego. And I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to actually let my ego shed attachments to things like youth, obsession with youth. So uh, some of the things I see in, in our in our culture, and believe it or not, I'm going to kind of nag on women here a bit because women are, they 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 really put a lot of emphasis on appearance and i think there is pressure for them to do that coming from probably men <laughs> um and we have been we have bought into that right so if you look at the way heterosexual men operate usually this is obviously stereotypical is they they're not super concerned about their appearance or youth right there's this whole notion that they become distinguished and salt and peppery and they get more attractive as they get older so there's not that really harsh energy women they have the same conditioning that we have Actually, I should say we have the same conditioning that they have, because I think it comes from that, where they start to lose their 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 stock, starts to plummet at 30, and blah, 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 it goes down and down and down. That's that's the conditioning they're buying into, though, right? Every single human being on this planet has the, 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 the ability to unsubscribe, like Michael said. Like, no, I'm not buying into that bullshit. I don't want to buy into that. I'm going to buy into the ideology that 
I'm a fine wine. Like you said, Reno, like as I get older, I get, I get tastier and yummier and juicier. Right. So I think that's, that's really important to, um, to talk about. And I think there's this, um, this obsession in, in our world with youth and it manifests in all these little ways. One of the ways that I kind of see it happening and we all reinforce each other is through like self-deprecating around age. And we do it with a humorous energy, but it's there's a lot of truth to it, right? And I think that reinforces that, uh, the story um, that we tell ourselves. So it's like, um, I'm trying to think of little ways that people self-deprecate. It's like, um, I don't know. Can you guys think of any ways that people self-deprecate around age like uh you know one um, could be like oh i'm 29 and holding like you know when really they're turning 40 or whatever like forever they, 21 that's forever 21 like yeah, yeah. no or but i'll there say is... i'm an old ass bitch sometimes i'll say that too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so i i do see this a lot um with people and i think that uh there's truth to it right when we self-deprecate there's always truth and it, it is it is self-injury we don't think about it like that, but it really is when we self-deprecate. So I would say if you're wanting to to check that and develop a stronger relationship with the aging process in a healthy way, like check all these little things you're doing and and uh, and start to move towards like consciousness and connection to you, the actual you, right? Like the soul energy uh, of who you are. And I think that happens through presence. So, you know, I don't have all the answers for this when I when I'm doing coaching or counseling with people around this. Um, but one of the things that I will always say is get present, connect to your body, focus on the energy of who you are and less the stories of who you are. And I think that's mm. always what I'm moving people towards because the aging process, you know, when we get present, we, we, we pull ourselves out of the linear ideology around time. Like we're aging and we're moving on time past and future, like this whole notion when we're present, we're literally just present. We're not attaching to time. So if we're not attaching to time, we're not attaching to the negative views around aging. So presence, I think, is the answer. If I were to say, follow something, move towards presence, and you'll probably develop a stronger relationship to healthy aging. Yeah. I think... Uh, hearing. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Um, going back to that, the, the piece about uh, what you're attaching your self-worth to, right? That really, for me, has been where I started to have that shift, right? When I stopped purely or primarily identifying with myself as my body, and not just yeah. my body, but my body image, the way my body looked and the way it was perceived by yeah. others. Totally. Um, yeah. That is when really it was like, okay, well, as that kind of healed, then, then that relationship to aging started to improve as well. And I think you're right. I think the same could be said for straight women and even some straight men as well. It's not I think it's just part of our culture. We have a culture that really values youth here in North America, mm -hmm. which is a great segue into the answer to this question. Uh, my heritage, I was born in Canada, but my heritage is Italian. And the Italian culture is very much known to revere their elderly. Mm. And so luckily, fortunately for me, the first ideas and beliefs that I had about aging came from my grandparents. I saw them age. And now I see my parents aging. And I'm very thankful for that because they taught me not only, you know, respect your elders and all that stuff, but but to see it as a beautiful thing, even though their bodies deteriorated and that part was never beautiful and they would agree. They always complained about that, that they couldn't do the things they used to do and they needed help with this. And then that's where I came in as, the, as our grandchild, right? And I was happy to do it. But um, what I learned was that there, it is it is sad and it is a loss and it is something to grieve the, the deterioration of the physical body. Um, and even for me, you know, my parents are actually here now. Um, but as I imagine them, like my mom and my dad now, right? They're in their late 60s, 70s. Um, I imagine them as like my age, 40. And they were so young and energetic and, you know, like able to do so much stuff. And now they're not. And that is sad. That is sad. And I think of my grandparents the same way, right? Like I remember being a kid and then lifting me up and bopping me on their lap and all these things. And when they passed away, they were very fragile. So all this to say, I think despite the the physical, the obvious physical deterioration, we as a 
as a family um revered our our elders in a way that like we went to them for wisdom we listened to them when they spoke the room quieted down it's like he's speaking you be quiet uh we went to them for advice literally like about anything relationships and, and they were very much trusted figures um so i think i like that about about my heritage and it's very odd that now i'm in this gay culture which is the uh opposite <laughs> like we do the opposite of revere our elders we put them in a corner and don't talk to them and don't listen to them and say shush you old man you don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. and they have so much to offer us I did a relationship or uh, intergenerational relationships episode with um, Dr. Hector Rodriguez. And I love that episode because we had talked about an intergenerational relationships, meaning not just romantic, but also platonic ones, like between young and old, older gays. And we have so much to learn from the older generations. And they survived a pandemic. They have fought for a lot of our rights that we stand on today and we take for granted. And they have lived through a lot and they... Unfortunately for me, there wasn't a lot of role models because of the HIV AIDS AIDS epidemic, but I think that what I would love to see in the future is, and what I want to be a part of, is to switch that up and take up more space. And, you know, you might want to put us, us, uh, older guys in a corner and say that we're not worthy of being on your TikTok or your Instagram, but tough shit, we're here and we got something to say. And yes, I realize that some people think I'm young and some people think I'm old. That's the beauty of being 40. Um, So uh, I think that that's definitely a piece that that I want to make sure that we all do a better job of in the future is not putting our older gays in the corner and shushing them away. Totally. Mm. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's a future I look forward to as well. Yeah. Mm. there, there, there are a couple things that stand out to me about like where my ideas and beliefs about aging come from. And I have this like image and one of them is Fame Nightclub in Winnipeg. And the other is um, the, the, the interview. I would just say Oprah's studio where she has her conversations. And I'm pretty sure she was the one who interviewed Raquel Welch. Um, those two images kind of stand out for me as being um, really influential. Fame because I, it's, it's, it's where I experienced a lot of sort of the gay community. And, um, and there's a lot in my relationship to that space, like not seeing people who looked like me or seeing, you know, seeing um, young bodies and white bodies like glorified and 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 sort of put at the forefront you know and and me really choosing to like disregard that and take up space and be there you know um despite that and that was also a space where I had my first instance with like oh my gosh I'm aging you know there was someone I had dated who was younger than me and him and this other young twinkie guy were like on stage and they were dancing and doing their thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, that used to be me and it's probably not anymore. So I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, and I reconciled with it fairly quickly. Um, <clears throat> but then coming to this, this interview with Raquel Welch, I, I listened to the interview and I went to the library and I took out her book. And I'm like in my, at this point, I think I was like in my early twenties. Like I, I don't know, it's probably like 21 or something. I went to the library and I took out this book by Raquel Welch and um, it's called Beyond the Cleavage. And um, yeah, it was just, it was really beautiful to hear. I I just found myself really inspired by like um, her agedness. And um, I think it's like strong, beautiful aging women in a, in a big way who've really inspired me and my my views and my beliefs and the ways that I think about aging, um, especially those who have chosen to really embrace it with a sort of grace. And that's something that I aspire to. So I, I tend to focus on those who are up to that, you know? Um, so yeah, I would say like, essentially that's where a lot of my my own ideas and beliefs about aging come from. And, it's an ongoing journey, you know, and it's an ongoing conversation. I, I feel like 
you know, today here we've just we've just sort of touched on a really juicy, you know, um, deep topic, and I'm really excited to continue the conversation as well. So, mm -hmm. thank you, thank you, Matt, thank you, Michael. Um, I'm curious: is there any are there any parting thoughts or ideas that you want to share as we as we bring the conversation to a close? I have one little quick thing that I want to share. And yeah, I, I was, you guys kind of brought this up. It stimulated this, but like, I think why there's such an attachment to youth <laughs> is because aging represents death. We're moving closer towards death, and I think subconsciously people fear death, so we reject aging. Right? We want to mm. move away from it. Right? There is this physical thing. Yes, we want to preserve our physicality, but I do think on a deeper level. There's this fear of death. And that's what you, that's, I think the root, if we're actually to go to the root of healing this reconcile the fear of death, you'll reconcile the aging. Right. So I that just came through. So. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And okay. I guess some of these ways that we try to avoid death are like, like surface level ways, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the Botox and the fillers and the, 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 the yeah. right. It's like we're evading the inevitable. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. And thank you, listeners. So um, to wrap up, you can join us in the private Facebook group, Gay Men's Brotherhood, to continue this conversation. Uh, you can also subscribe and leave us a review and comments on the conversation. Let us know what you thought about this conversation, what stood out to you. Maybe share one of your takeaways from the conversation or something you're digesting on and reflecting on. And you can also visit our website at www.gaymensbrotherhood.com for more information on the Gay Men's Brotherhood. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you in the community. And thanks, Jens. Thanks, Reno. Thank you.